0: Ball.
1: Hello and welcome to The Sporty Scoop, a podcast made by Queen Students for Queen Students talking about all things sport around campus and in the wider uh, sports world. My name is Tierna, I'm a second year PPE student, and I also play for the Queen's ladies football team. On today's show, uh, we're discussing what COVID uh, has ha- um, had an impact on our sports world. Today, I am joined by Lauren McCann, Mark McKillan, and Aaron Strain. So, let's get started. Um, yeah, so on the 24th of October, as probably most of you know, um, the NI Executive made an announcement. Um, for new restrictions in Northern Ireland. Um, This involved uh, indoor sport being completely canceled and outdoor organized contact sport, uh, which involved household mixing was also not permitted unless on an elite level. Um, Gyms, uh, leisure centers, and swimming pools have only been allowed uh, opened for individual uh, sports training only. Um, And as far as I know, only uh, non-contact sport is uh, allowed to happen at a non-elite level. With a limit of about fifteen people, uh, so what does that mean for Queens? Well, um, the PC um, is only open at the minute for gym and swim sessions for individual training, um, and it's meant the cancelling of pretty much everything for uh, Queens clubs, which is which is quite frustrating and quite difficult uh, for uh, clubs just starting um, the new the new year, um, but. Despite that, uh, I think there's a few clubs still running, um, and when I say a few, it's very few. Um, I have uh, the Queen's Hockey Club are still running, but with non-contact training, so uh, there's still no matches, and uh, also only allowed fifteen people at each training session. So I'm sure that's very difficult for um, the squads there. Uh, but also, there's there's some uh, individual outdoor sports still going on, so uh, the Queen's wakeboarding society is still going ahead which i think was <laughs> seems a, a pretty cool sport to get involved with um so yeah uh but despite that i mean unfortunately some sports are still not going ahead like i would have thought the queen's tennis club would be going ahead but they are still uh cancelled uh they've cancelled all training for this four-week period and um, but yeah so there's not much happening in the queens arena which is quite frustrating but we also want to get clubs to get so involved in this podcast we want this to be a place where uh, clubs can come and discuss what events and what is happening and um, their club how training works how to get involved so uh, We'd love if clubs could get involved by contacting us on our Instagram, which is qr the scoop and the scoop on Facebook. Just send us a message if you would love to get involved here for an interview um, and talk about what's going on, especially in the code world we live in. So let's talk about local sport. What's going on um, with? Uh, sport and clubs in Northern Ireland so um, I'm here with Lauren and uh, Aaron who both play for local clubs so uh, Lauren do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah so I'm
2: Norma McCann. I'm a first year student at Queen's studying Spanish and English I currently play for Carmani Ladies as a midfielder and at the moment we obviously aren't training Mm -hmm. due to the lockdown Um, it was very abrupt one week one night and we had a match the next we were all invited to come to training because we kind of had an inkling that that was going to be the end so it's really frustrating we only have two games left of the season um, and we're really unsure whether we're going to be able to finish it you know um The women's premiership's obviously been allowed to continue, which is really great. But we're not elite. And with the boys' season already being postponed, Mm -hmm. we're not sure if the pitch availability is going to be there for Mm -hmm. us to finish the season, which is really annoying because we have had such a disjointed year. Our season was originally meant to start in March. So we had a few pre-season yeah. games, really tough pre-season training, just yeah. loads of running and then it
1: all ended. I think, yeah, that was sort of like my biggest question for ladies' sport is obviously ladies' football season happens over the summer period and that's sort of when lockdown struck in and how, how did that even, how did when did the ladies' season start, did you? Yeah, so we
2: ended up, we came back to training, it was first individual training, it was really odd, I've never experienced something like it in football. <laughs> yeah. We all came and we had a square and we just worked on, individual drills like dribbling and stuff but it was actually really good just to be back mm. with your team and then we slowly integrated into the training together I think we started matches again friendlies around July time and then okay. the season is as you say it meant to run over the summer so we've started July and it's meant to go on until the end of October it was meant to be our finish but obviously as I've said there's two games we still haven't played and Mm -hmm. the games that we did play it was in such a such a short space of time you know there was weeks we had two and three games in a week just to try get them all done yeah and there was quite a few clubs actually didn't come back to play just for fears of safety. Yeah. So the leagues had a bit of a rejig, and there's no promotion or relegation this year. So it's kind of been a year that's written off. In yeah, I suppose it,
1: like if there's no promotion or relegation, I mean it's it didn't really. It's it doesn't go What's no, the point yeah. in playing <laughs> sort of almost? But, yeah.
2: Um, it was just good to be back, but training yeah. and now obviously it's really frustrating because we have four weeks off and then they get back, try do some fitness work before the last two games if they even go ahead. Yeah. I think at the moment for us at our club we know it's all eyes on next year and getting into pre season mm-hmm. and just yeah starting afresh next year. Pre season's gonna be coming up fairly quick.
1: Now that you know. Yeah, we normally
2: start about January time. January so time, yeah. So.
3: Yeah, not looking
1: forward That's, to that. Yeah, <laughs> you might just be finishing the league in like the November, so yeah. Um what about Aaron? Yeah, yeah pretty us? much
3: the the same the same story as, as Lauren. There, uh, I play. I, for, I'm Aaron Strain. By the way, I'm uh, I'm a very very long time ago graduate of Queens, uh, two thousand and twelve. <laughs> I think it was. Um, <laughs> shout out to all the guys from two thousand twelve. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I play Gaelic football for Common Lee uh with an Irish language speaking Gaelic football team in uh, in the west of the city. Um, and yeah, like I said, just as uh, same as Lauren, we've had a very disjoint. I think disjoint is probably the word uh, going to be the buzzword of, of this bloody podcast. Uh, we have had a very disjointed season. Um, we uh, met for the first time uh, last year in, in in early February, I believe, with with a view to starting the season in late March. Um, we actually did. So we we actually got uh, two games of our season completed uh, in the league before our before lockdown. The first lockdown came in, um, and then yeah. So you were left to your own devices, basically all over yeah. the summer. As uh, again, like
1: Gaelic football is a summer season. It, so.
3: it is, and, and I think as well the, the the you know maybe one difference between Gaelic football and soccer is Gaelic football is so contact based. Yeah, I yeah. you know, whereas. Yes, you could you could do your drills and all in soccer, and I know it's not the, the same thing. It's you're you're trying to simulate something which you can't really simulate by other people not being anywhere near you. But I think in, in Gaelic football, like I mean, if there's no contact, there's nothing, you know. <laughs> so um, it was then, yeah. So um, I suppose the thing was, you know, it was a very different environment. Then when we actually started back up again, it was very heavily controlled. You know, we weren't allowed to use changing rooms. We we had to turn up to. Both training and games mm. use our facility. Our you know b- be dressed, go out onto our facilities, you know sanitize everything and then and then uh, and and then be on our way again. It was you know, for a guy that's played football all his life and uh, and you know, to to not be in that kind of environment where you know you you're literally your your exposure to your teammates is so minimal. Mm. It, it it's not the same and. Yeah, so then we, you know, we we are, you know, Lauren was talking about the way her her league system's going there. Ours was pretty similar, there was no promotion relegation. So you're you're um in Gaelic football in club football you have uh, a championship and you know and, and, and then a separate league. So the championships were like your knockout your knockout yeah. competition which kinda of takes precedence. Um, so what Antrim County Board decided to do and what a lot of county boards uh across the country um came together and decided to do you know was to run their run their club championships which are as uh, the the precedent competition um and you know and then some 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 county boards then yeah you know they ran their leagues out but again very little promotion relegation so literally playing for nothing yeah. and it's you yeah know, it, it, it peters out especially in a, you know in amateur sport unless you're playing on an elite level where there's structure and there's you know guys don't want to be turning up <laughs> to play games that don't matter and yeah things like it's, that. Ha-
1: it's hard to get the squad motivated it's in sense. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 but at know. least you had, like, so the championship was sort of like a cup set-up, something to sort of work toward? Well, or?
3: yeah, well, it, it worked <laughs> for every other team, bar our, <laughs> <laughs> as far as they probably won games. Um, yeah, but it was something to work towards, um, but, again, you know, it, it was it was overall, you know, all too soon. It was very fleeting. Um, you know, you're talking maybe like a 6-4, because everything cause as well it has been compressed because of the intercounty. you know, the mm-hmm. inter-county... The championships that are starting this week in Ulster, uh, getting the club football season in um, was was compressed right down. So you're literally talking about a burst of maybe three weeks, four weeks, where we had where we had football, and then that was us for the year. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> four weeks of one year's
1: football. Four
3: weeks? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a good four weeks, but. By Christ, I was fit for um, four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> certainly, certainly not in the same shape now.
1: Working yeah, off man. all the, the lockdown yeah. uh,
0: food that you probably yeah. Uh, have you got uh, a lockdown dad bottle? <laughs> no, I've
3: I've no, In fairness, and you know, in terms of uh, because uh, Mark, you know, Mark. Yeah, Mark. I'm Mark uh, by the way, Mark. Mark. Mark's, Mark's probably seen my weight fluctuations over the over the last year or <laughs> so. Too. Uh too. Uh, lockdown uh, first lockdown was actually God's. I must have lost a stone and a half. But then um, I think it was because. Uh, I was too lazy to get up out of bed and actually go to the kitchen, you know, <laughs> just sat in bed all day and, you know, in terms of fitness advice, there's one for you, yeah, just sit in bed all day. I weight out. by
0: accident, like not getting my hot chocolates and steely subways, I was just like falling off me by
1: accident. <laughs> um, anyway, back to uh, what we were, sadly. Um So is there completely then, both for both, like no training happening whatsoever, like not even non-contact training or in, fitness? In our season? Well,
3: you see, I suppose now uh, the cl- for club footballers, sorry, uh, for club footballers, anyway, um, everything stopped because the the, the county yeah, season, yeah. the county season has kicked in. Um, so yeah, uh, there was a directive put out by the GAA last week or maybe two weeks ago now that it, um, that all all club activity stops. Uh, it was actually meant to have stopped anyway. I don't know why they had to put out a second directive, because they, they announced something um, about a couple of months ago, uh, but there seemed to be some still teams meeting together. So they had to put out a second directive to say, look, all club activity has stopped. Um, you know, with the with the county, uh, the, the, county um, the inter-county championship coming up now, um, Monaghan play Cavan on Saturday, and then you have uh, Donegal, Donegal, Tyrone, uh, and Armagh Derry on Sunday. And you know, as we just found out two minutes before yeah. we, we, we started this, there's a you know, a throne player has has COVID, tested has test positive tested positive. COVID, yeah. mm-hmm. I think that's probably gonna be you know, you look at how disjointed it's been for the everyday footballer to kinda of think that you know, elite football won't suffer the same thing, mm. you know, the same uh, kind of pit, pitfalls it's right. to think yeah. It's not yeah, like so I like I mean I, I would foresee at this stage a very very strange kind of it's, it's, you know, Interrupted. it's, it's yeah completely uh, punctuated uh, uh, setup over the next few weeks um, mm. and they'll be I, I actually think they'll be they'll be doing well to get it all finished.
1: Yeah yeah of course. What about uh, you, Lauren? Is training completely
2: finished then? At the moment we're adhering to the four weeks but we hope to be back after that Mm -hmm. and then we'll just take it from there we haven't had any word yet around the league but considering it's
1: only a small number of games for each team we're hoping to be back the league sort of i'm sort of gathering from both uses pretty much nearly finished so then i'm assuming then the hope is that you know, by January we will be in a, a much better position where you know we can start pre seasons and we can start uh, you know like friendly games going into the the twenty twenty one. Well,
3: like season. I mean, for us, you know, um, it'll be different for Loughborough because obviously their season's elongated compared to ours. At, yeah, at, you yeah. know, even in a normal year, but like January is always kind of the focal point for Gaelic footballers coming back to yeah. their clubs and. Um, yeah, I suppose you're what you said, Turner's right, you know, the you would be hoping that God that if that we could go back to some type of normality come mm. January, but you know Miss uh, the future we can't just pray.
1: It's, <laughs> it's, I mean we we thought by now we would be in normality, yeah. but yes, here normal. we are. So I assume obviously the, the aim is just to go from a twenty twenty one season up and uh hopefully local sport and amateur sport can get back off the ground. Um because I'm sure it's a huge hit and I'm sure it'll be hard to, do you not think, uh, motivate players to get back to, into training and back into, into
2: sport. Yeah, definitely. I think lockdown, it was really hard. We have we had team Zoom calls trying to keep in contact with everybody. But, you know, if you have no gym to go to, obviously gyms are open now, which is great, but mm. going out and doing the running that you would be doing for pre-season, it's not the same when you're doing it by yourself. You know, you need yeah, your, peop- exactly. your teammates around you, and you always had that in pre-season when, OK, we're doing a bit of running, but you always knew the balls were coming out after a while. You know, if you did yeah. that extra <laughs> bit of running, like you'd get your ball work in the end, and just the thought of not having that. Um to go back to it's just it's really hard trying to motivate yourself but hopefully we can look forward to 2021 and get a proper season yeah for
1: sure um i was gonna ask there something about um just do you think this four-week period you know it's 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 gonna take a hit on a lot of sports players you know it's gonna be uh you know difficult um you know things were starting to get back together there normally just in general and uh, sport was for me at Queen's was literally the only reason I was going out during the week and it was it was such a great way to get out and see people and then all of a sudden it stopped and now I am most definitely at home all the time especially now that courses have moved online and uh, do you think it's it th- these four weeks are going to be very hard for young sports people? Like that? I really
2: do think so yeah i um, obviously I'm lucky enough to have a gym membership but I know people that can't really justify spending that money to go yeah, to the gym definitely. and you know with the dark nights and the weather it's kind of hard to get out yeah. and exercise and to motivate yourself to do so so i really do think and people obviously with school and a lot of stress at the moment and the exercise going to training was that structure that you could get mm-hmm. out and you had your yeah. break to see people but i think that being taken away it is going to impact on
1: a lot of people yeah which is uh, unfortunate um, but hopefully uh, we can get amateur sport off the ground and um, hopefully in four weeks' time we actually do see an improvement in uh, uh, the COVID-19 uh, levels and stuff so that we can get sport at least going. Whether that means any other restrictions being reduced, I'm not sure. Well, let's talk about sport, I suppose, and the actual sport <laughs> that's happening, maybe. Yeah. Uh You know, the elite sport, the interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, Mark, if you want to introduce yourself.
0: I'm Mark McKillen. I'm, uh a journalist, maybe now I've got my qualification. I think you can call me a journalist. Well, I don't <laughs> jo- I don't have a job, but I'm gonna go with it anyway. <laughs> yeah. but um, Irish, in terms of the Irish Premiership, I'm a and FC fan as opposed uh, to so it's yeah. more I only mean, started working for them, so I'm more of like a I'm an opportunist, I'm just a fan because I've getting a job from them, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, but the Irish Premiership season is one of the few sports that is underway at the minute, mm. and it's good to see the numbers are reduced. There's about 600 fans in at each I think it's varies between different council areas perhaps and some clubs I know some clubs have different views Lauren was saying she couldn't get to the Cliftonville Crusaders but just anyway.
2: because it was away yeah, yeah. away fans are but, just mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's a no go. But area I know that some club. clubs
0: are lying away fans as well, so I'm not exactly sure where that lies. Yeah,
1: but I think I think that was my biggest question is what is the whole spectator situ- situation? I mean, I know the executive announced initially that it was gonna be okay yeah. and then it wasn't gonna be okay and then it was and it wasn't. What yeah. what is happening? Yeah,
0: and that made Corey and Balmina you know, the mm, the LARN the yeah. the group chat among the the managers and the media officers there was so much confusion because Carly Cullen came and said you know fans aren't in yeah, and then Arlene yeah. Foster says we want fans so there's just so much When yeah. the fans were put in I think they were more housed just for their own safety
1: yeah yeah I think yeah. so what is like the official going forward now are spectators allowed in elite Irish premiership grounds yeah
0: the, there's no legal reason why they can't be Caroline Cullen is the communities minister she would mm-hmm. it's her personal view that there shouldn't be but as it stands, there's no standing in law. So okay. it's all just an advisory issue.
1: And I assume then it's definitely like it's definitely reduced numbers in the stadiums, like oh, yeah, social definitely. distancing and, and yeah. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, and then obviously like the Northern Ireland game's coming up in a couple yeah. of weeks as well. So hopefully, you know, we'll still have some yeah. spectators in the <laughs> yeah. in Windsor yeah. Park. Yeah. yeah. So um but yeah, obviously this is gonna have a huge impact on the Irish premiership. I mean if there's less spectators, if there's not even spectators at all, like, is there some sort of financial impact um, that clubs are, are having right now? Yeah,
0: they're definitely having an impact. Also, the, the hospitality issue is also affecting the clubs because a lot of clubs have bars. And as far as I know, the clubs can't open their bars either. Mm. The Korean chairman said for Korean and Balmina, I think they're expected to make like a £20,000 shortfall from that match alone, yeah, you know, compared yeah. to what it would be any other year.
3: Yeah, I sure. think I think like as well with the Irish League. Um, you know, traditionally Irish League doesn't have huge numbers, but I think they were making a lot of strides mm-hmm. in terms of in terms of uh, spectators coming through the gate, and then to kind of you know, I suppose, your 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 structure financially, your structure structuring your next season on you know moving forward again and moving forward again and then to have that just completely pulled from underneath you with yeah. you know with the these restrictive numbers and then like what mark says with bars and stuff definitely any actually games i've been at uh, <laughs> the, the bars probably been the no. most <laughs> <or> the, the, <laughs> the, the, the most busy part of the stadium you know so
0: um maybe the chippy is well, the the chippy <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah as you've
2: been saying the viewing the spectators coming the games it has increased in recent years in the Irish League the standards got a lot better but yeah. now and clubs are investing more in players but you know bigger clubs like Linfield, and Glen and invest in all this money it was with the thought that they had European football
0: mm-hmm. and
2: they were going to bring in all that money this year and now with COVID you know there's yeah. Um, financial finances have taken yeah. such a hit considering as mick mcdermott was saying they have such a high wage bill as it is and the measures put in place by each club you know mm. they had to invest in i know what my club Cliftonville, temperature checks on the way in and just the hand sanitizing about yeah. it's, it's a big cost it, to i'm try, sure it is yeah and the uh, I think it was the Ballymena tournament was saying they against Green, they didn't they were barely even breaking even yeah. for the fans that did come in yeah. so it's a huge loss. It's, yeah.
3: I suppose it's it's the thing you know being you know obviously the Irish Premier League clubs aren't aren't you know uh, sponsorship wise that you know they're not obviously turning over the same money you know in sponsorship and in and that kind of revenue that that you know clubs across the border are so they're so reliant on the people coming through the gate mm-hmm. And like Lauren says you know you, you need to, you, in order to progress you have to speculate to accumulate and like like Glenthorn and like Glenfield have done in terms of bringing players from across mm. the water to come to come over and to make the league better you know they've had to spend money to do it and you know it, it's it, it's worrying I, I'd be worried uh you know there, there doesn't seem to be many cries of, of help just yet from the Irish League but if this continues, you know, yeah. over the course of the season, I think there'll be some clubs that'll yeah, be Mick seriously... Yeah, Mick will say
2: anything by Christmas, if there isn't a huge financial plan put in place, you mm-hmm. know, there are going to be, because the likes of the smaller clubs that can't afford yeah. to put streams on, you know, the Irish League's ha- mm-hmm. heavily reliant on volunteers. Yeah. So I don't think clubs like that, can't. that's not even a revenue stream mm-hmm. they can explore. Yeah. I yeah. think
0: the chairman of, I think, Dungannon Swift, I think he was talking, he says he's worried about even January, like... He says he's worried about what the financial state will be by that time.
1: Which is scary. I mean, these are our local clubs that are, you know, talking about like big things that mm-hmm. could. And really it's across impact the board. Finances. It's not even just the small yeah. clubs, it's yeah. the yeah, bigger yeah, clubs exactly. as well. They
2: obviously, feeling and Torn would have thought relying on their European money would have, of, of course, you yeah. know, would have justified their serious spending. But obviously, they've taken such a hit and it's had to cover those costs for the Yeah.
1: Um, the I was aware. I'm not sure if this is still happening, but are some Irish uh, Premiership teams were talking about paying for a live stream?
0: Yeah, this is.
1: Is, <laughs> is this still a thing that's uh-huh, happening? Yeah. yeah, I think
0: it's having a bit of success. I know Lorne are doing it. Crusaders are doing it. I think Cliftonville are doing it. Yeah, well, yeah. But it's actually doing better than I th- like. I think it's yeah. doing relatively well for I the I think clubs.
1: that that was my biggest question. Like, would you pay for a live stream? Um,
0: I haven't yet. But I think I will. I think I'm just waiting on the right <laughs> game, maybe. But
1: <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: It's interesting. I think I think in Northern Ireland there's a lot less opposition than there's been in England. Maybe it's because it's cheaper, but mm. England fans are a real uproar. What's the What's
3: the price? For Switch
0: seven? Some I know Lawrence $750. Are doing, yeah. Yeah. seven fifty. Some. Yeah. Orange seven pounds Yeah, to go
2: into Is Cliftonville, it? Yeah. but it's, um, I would only pay for the stream if we couldn't. We had a system at Cliftonville whereby you buy a fan card, and then if you have one of those you have a better chance of getting tickets to the game. So okay. it's quite a raffle at the minute because it's such a limited number and we would have quite a lot of season ticket holders. So I think when it comes to it, I would pay for the stream because I go to matches every week. Yeah. It's such a regular part of my I think,
1: yeah I experience. Mean, that's the thing. I think season ticket holders and, and regular fans would... I think they would be more than happy to pay for live streams also just to support their clubs. Exactly. It's a reasonable um, price as well, considering yeah. and, what you would yeah.
2: play. I like think the Irish
3: League, like I mean the core supporters in the Irish League are, you know, they are the people that go week in, week out. Like I mean, mm-hmm. so they will they will probably pay for it. Whereas, you know, obviously today in, in England, I actually don't even know what uh, what way that meeting finished up. There there's been a big furore in, in, in England over the pricing of the Premier League games mm-hmm. that you know, the the uh, the, the pay per view Premier League games. That they're overpriced at 15 pound ago and that it was meant to be brought down the, the difference over here where it might actually it might actually be a a, a positive thing it might be a good thing uh, as opposed to over there is you know we've so many people that support a Premier league team just as a, as a kind of like yeah, every, yeah as an aside yeah. everybody does it mm-hmm. whereas you know here we you know are the people that go to irish, irish league games are hardcore you know mm-hmm. they're you know they're a proper proper sport
0: i think it's important to think too like the niffle northern Ireland football league championship as well you have to remember that their games that season is not taking place at all and there's like yeah and there's good players there's players there you know like institute from really there's clubs that were in the premiership last season and i think some of them were insulted for for them not to be considered elite elite yeah i think the, the yeah. Newry city manager dar and he's been quite vocal about the this they've got plans for a new stadium and everything and then it's just worried you know about no, where no, the future no, nobody's
3: from, nobody from Nuri's elite just <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed <gonna laughs> like to say that there there's there's probably, nobody probably, else is like the a lot of them are vocal probably <laughs> you watch yourself more yeah I suppose
1: that's like I th- you know even with like the likes of the Irish Cup and stuff coming up yeah. um you know what about the wee small amateur teams? You know, I mean, Queen's Men's team itself. You know, beat Linfield last yeah. season, and unfortunately now they can't even train, um, just because they're not considered elite. So. Yeah, it's
0: kind of the stories like that, that make the Irish Cup and things. You know, it's like you see someone again at Old Belfast Celtic, or someone just you know going on a run is what kind of like mm-hmm. keeps that kind of. I think it's probably also worrying as well
3: because the longer it, the longer it goes on that the, these that the the, the 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 levels underneath the Premier League don't play. It, the the more question marks that you put on over what happens to ne- in next year's premier league and 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 the whole structure of of local football, like I mean, mm. you know so as we as we you know we were all talking about promotion relegation, it's promote it's you know the promotion relegation thing is 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 absolutely uh, imperative to how you know football structures run in this country. so the longer the championships off, or you know, or the intermediate leagues are off, it's it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a nightmare come come <laughs> May.
0: Yeah, I feel it's not getting that much press really because like teams are near the who's near the bottom now, but no one's really talking about you know what is happening, like where are the clubs going, you know, or who's coming up. It's not really.
2: Yeah, you know. and especially there's clubs like Belfast Celtic invested heavily mm. in the championship, and for them not to be playing, I'm mm. sure
1: they're gonna take such a financial hit as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, what about uh, and you? You're the, the the GAA man of us all <laughs> here. Uh, is there is there a similar impact on uh, elite Gaelic?
3: Um, yes, uh, of course, because like like uh, soccer over here, you know, Gaelic's main revenue stream is is from people going through the, yeah, the, through, the through the gate. Yeah. Um, the the difference, you know, with with Gaelic know is that they're very heavily very heavily sponsored because obviously it's one of the it's a not first of all you know you you don't have a northern irish gaelic thing yet, or you mm-hmm. don't know it's a it's a it's a 32 county move uh it's a 32 uh, you know it's an all-island affair when it comes to the ga but um so you know Insofa- insofar as there's 32 counties that are, that are all pulling together, everybody you know, everybody can help each other out. Um, I suppose, logi- logistically, if you get away from the financial element, to, you know, we had a situation um, at the weekend, there were the final round of uh, National Football League uh, matches were played. Uh, National Football League is the, the precursor to, the, to the, the Championship here that's coming up this week. Um, and we had a situation, a farcical situation, where uh, Waterford footballers wouldn't come and play Antrim footballers uh, in Port Lenone, um, because, uh, supposedly employers and uh, the employers of these Waterford footballers didn't want the their their employees crossing borders and then having to come to work on Monday yeah. morning, mm-hmm. like but that, that's in a, in, a, in an amateur sport because. G- yeah, an amateur sport that, yeah. that, that, that that's, a, that's a real realistic kind of hurdle. That, that 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 you know, in any normal kind of year, you would if nobody you would ever think not. of this, but in, in this kind of strange time, so yeah. Um, I suppose you know, you asked about the impact on, on GAA, um, we you know. Elite, elite level GAA, intercounty GAA has only had two rounds of games since, you know, uh, since the club season was over. And then were the last two weekends uh, where they where they finished off the, the National Football League, there was promotion and relegation. Down got promoted, yes. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I suppose we'll only really see the impact over the next few weeks when, you know, mm when the pinnacle of our game, you know, is 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 put in front of, you know, cameras as well. You know, there's there you know, I'm I'm working for BBC at the at the at the Tyrone Donegal game on, on on Sunday and I've actually sat and, w- and waited all week for, for the for the phone call to come and say actually the game's gonna be called off. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. just the reality of of where we're at. Nobody knows where we're going at the moment.
0: Yeah. Um, seeing the, the issue of like, the crowds how do you think it is for the players playing in front of crowdless fans I know that Colin Calvin I think he's retired and he? he said like even he was unsure about the merit of an All-Ireland played in front of a limited capacity and how players could get up for it well I think um,
3: you know it, it, I was listening to Andros Townsend actually on TalkSport earlier on and he was saying you know that playing prim- uh, English Premier League games uh, that the, the players don't even actually realise that he, he says that he's, he's he's adamant that he doesn't uh, five minutes into the game he doesn't even realise that the fans aren't there but I think you know for you know Irish League players and, mm. and, and, and certainly Gaelic players who are amateur uh, amateur sports people you know one of the one of the one of the surely the drivers of being a sports person when you're an amateur is to to, to play in front of big crowds and with GAA, GAA is, is probably the amateur sport in the in the entire globe that gets massive crowds yeah. and it being an amateur okay. sport. Yeah. And you know, so I, I I I I could I actually agree with Kavanaugh there. You know, I, I don't think that from a safety aspect uh, and from you know uh, kind of even is this worthwhile aspect mm-hmm. i don't think the 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 championship should have run this year at all i think it, it would have been safer just kind of cutting the whole thing off we're an amateur you know we're, we're not like a business like cliftonville is or linfield is where they actually have to you know they have to do things to survive in the ga we don't have to do that um so i i would agree because mm-hmm. like any any victory for any team this year is going to be a hollow one. Yeah, yeah, definitely
1: without without crowds and without even some way to celebrate. It's not like pubs yeah. are looking likely to open anytime mm-hmm. soon either. Well, uh, guys, thank you very much for uh, joining us. I think uh, we've covered quite a lot there, <laughs> even despite very little sport happening. Um, we do hope uh, for more more sport to be happening uh, over the next while and. It's just important again to remind clubs like we, we want uh, Queen's Clubs to really get involved um, and remember to contact us on our Instagram and our uh, Facebook page just to talk about what's going on uh, with your club uh, so yeah thank you to Lauren, Lark and Aaron uh, for joining us here tonight um, my name is Tierna again and I'll thank you for listening I'll hopefully see you all next week again <laughs>